The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You ready? And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and today I invited no one. It's just me, and it's just the listeners. I have so much to get off my chest. Okay, everyone's telling each other to chill the hell out. It's a fluke. They laid an egg. It's not going to happen again. Okay. You're going to listen to the wrong podcast if you want some sugar-coated bu- <laughs> if you want some sugar-coated BS. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and then lay into them. I'm going to lay into them and I'm not going to sugarcoat it the rest of this podcast. If you don't want to listen to me, skip, press skip right now. Cuz this week it, it, we can't even talk about the Jets. We can't even get excited about a win streak. We're nervous about what used to be the NFL's leading offensive unit. Possibly struggling against the Jets. This past week had me feeling like a wreck. The whole week. And you know what? I'm just going to name this podcast... Uh, I, I've been really debating it, but you know what? I, I can't. I can't. I get fired up about this, guys. Bamboozled by the Bills. We got bamboozled. You're going to tell me the Bills deserve any excuses for going into Jacksonville against a 1-6 and team and laying an egg like that? It's the offensive line. It's the run game, Sean McDermott. Bull! I don't want the stats. I don't want the tape. I don't want the excuses from the head coach. You have more star players on your team and you basically got shut out. Josh Allen is out of the MVP talk. The Bills sucked. It's so weak. Like, you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me, oh, we got to fix the running game. You should have fixed the running game since week one. You're going to talk about the running game now after we played the Jaguars? 
No, 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 no. There's, there's no excuses. There's nothing uh, to sugarcoat. There's nothing to tiptoe around. I saw zero questions that press in any press conference, any of these coaches on getting uncomfortable. Players still look all happy-go-lucky. There's no urgency. I, if they lose this week, which, you know what? If they do, it'll be good. Here's why. It'll be good because they literally are going to have to check themselves so hard on what they want to build going down the line. Because there, there's, it's like, okay, we're treating the Bills. A lot of us are treating the Bills like they're already crowned. Oh, they're still going to get in the playoffs. They probably can't if they play like this. I'm living in the now, in the present. Because that's all that matters. We're still getting more injuries. Taron Johnson got a concussion last week. Everything's mounting up in the, in, in the most opposite and negative direction. And I think this all comes down to game planning. I don't think it's the player's fault. Josh Allen is an MVP. Here, let me, let me put it to you this way. Listen to this. The Arizona Cardinals, the undefeated team in the NFL, go against the Green Bay Packers, and the Green Bay Packers basically have no one on the offensive side of the football but Aaron Rodgers and, and, and freaking Aaron Jones. They win the game with Rondell Cobb. Rondell Cobb against the hottest team in the NFL, and the Bills can't score one freaking touchdown against the Jaguars. Bull. Bull. There's no excuses. We can't be nice to them right now. Oh, we're scared because what? Stephon Dix is going to act like a diva because we call him out? Like, where, where do we draw the line? As fans, we always have to have positive energy. We always have to just push this thing that it's this belief that they're going to be this great team and then they just lay an egg this hard. Sean McDermott is not Bill Belichick. Why are you, why is everyone, why is everyone scared to talk to him for who he is right now? I get it. He helped get the Bills out of the drought. Awesome. But who is being held accountable? Are they holding each other accountable? I don't know. They supposedly had player meetings and everything's all nice and they're excited to play against the Jets. We'll see. Because I don't give a damn. I do not give a damn until we beat the Colts and we beat them by like three touchdowns now. Why? Because the expectations going into this season was to be a Super Bowl team. Oh, but every other team, you know, look at them. They're all laying an egg. They're, you know, there's a lot of teams that are, you know, going against teams that are one and six. You know, they've got three wins, two wins. And, you know, they're losing. The Buffalo Bills are not the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They competed really well against a Tennessee Titans team. And, and it's, just, it's just going south since that game. And a bye week? You get a bye week? And you still lose like this? Where is the accountability? Who is out there pressing this team? Nobody. 
I really, I really, really wanted to start this podcast differently this week. But you know what? As 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 much as I tried to digest and play Mr. Nice Guy, try to hear what everyone had to say, and it got literally into a point of everyone is getting not just Bills people. I'm just talking about everyone, even people on ESPN. People on Fox, they're getting so oh dug deep in the in, in, in the stats and the analytics and all this crap. Bull, dude. They got whooped by a one in six team. Right now, the Bills are irrelevant until they basically go five and one over the next six games. I don't. I I really don't know where to begin with this, man. Like, as far as now that that rant's over, listen, guys. Like, we are about to go into a stretch after this Jets game that is basically going to dictate if this team is going to basically going to have to flip their entire roster next year on how they play the next five games. Like, the inconsistency of this offense is ridiculous. And I'm not, I'm not going to hold it back. You want to blame it on injuries? Blame it on the offensive line? Well, Josh Allen can't get the ball off. And, well, then you know what, Dable? Get more creative. Draw better screens. Draw better plays. Look at what, look at what Fleur's doing over in Green Bay. Use what you got to make it happen. Don't sit there, Sean McDermott, as well, and blame it on Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. You knew exactly who the hell these boys were when we got into this. When we got into this freaking season, don't get, don't hit rock bottom and then blame it on them. No, it's Josh Allen's fault, right? It's your fault. It's Brian Dable's fault. Then it's everyone else's fault. Constantly got to fix the run game. Dude, you know what? And it's funny because I talked about this with even a reporter who, who, you know, he he runs with the Bills and whatnot. And here's the thing. I spoke about this and you know what? I let my foot off the gas on this topic. But guess what? I was right since freaking last year about this. That the Bills had to learn. They, as an offense, they had to learn how to establish the line of scrimmage. And I'm not just saying we need to run the ball half of the game and pass the ball half of the game. No, it's figuring out ways how to establish the line of scrimmage. If it's passing for short yardage, then just pass it for short yardage the entire game if they can't stop it. That doesn't mean try to get in an I formation later in the game and then try to see what works. No, dude. It's ridiculous. Unacceptable. Like, and I'm not, and look, I'm no reporter. I've never been a, an NFL player. I get it. But you know what? I've supported this team long enough to know that there's some BS going on and there needs to be accountability. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars can say, with Stephon Diggs on the field, with Cole Beasley on the field, with Josh Allen on the field, with Emmanuel Sanders on the field, that their defense is better than the Buffalo Bills' offense. You want to you blame it all on Cody Ford? Who was behind Cody Ford? I don't know. Start him. Doyle. 
throw him in or sign somebody else and let them start. If you're so terrified of this kid laying an egg to where it's going to literally obliterate an entire offensive game plan. I'm just completely let down right now, man. Like, we're going to face the Jets, and, you know, we're going to talk about the Jets. We're going to talk about Robert Sala, and we're going to talk about what threats they pose. But, man, I don't care what kind of flack I get for this, but I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to say it. I told you so. This was going to bite the bills in the ass. I saw it a year ago. I saw it when they were going to start, you know, they're making this stretch into the playoffs. And then we get to the AFC championship and we can't run the football. More importantly, it's not about running the football. We can't establish and be the aggressor on the line of scrimmage. And Maith was right. Look, Maith from Buffalo Fanatics was absolutely right about, hey, I like seeing the aggression from Feliciano, but what about between the whistles? That's not just a Feliciano thing, though. That's an entire offensive line thing. Also, we're going to talk about Bobby Brown, the coach of the offensive line. I don't know. <sighs> There's the funny, the crazy thing is like, you don't know where to begin with this BS. Everyone has been, we've been trying to make up excuses and reasons. This is what it is. It's black and white. The Bills have no idea what the hell they're doing right now. You're going to tell me you have a wide receiver in the top 15 of the league, a former MVP candidate at the, at the helmet quarterback, an experienced wide receiver and Emmanuel Sanders who's been with Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterbacks Cole Beasley who is a, who's terror who's a terrorizer in the slot and you have everyone else and you can't score one touchdown it's ridiculous it's a joke it's a joke I don't give a damn if Josh Allen throws six touchdowns against the Jets. I don't give two dams. Last week was important because they had a pretty good they had pretty good guys on defense and if we could show out without Dawson Knox, it's going to look pretty good going into the Jets game and then finally obviously going into the Colts game and the rest of that stretch. But my god, the amount of breaks that the Bills have gotten because of the success they had last year is nauseating. They have literally done nothing against teams this year that are at a 500 or better record. Except for the, <laughs> except for the Chiefs, who are a mess. A mess. A joke. I don't know where we draw the line as far as how many breaks a team can get, but 
when when this this is the issue, right? I'm going this hard because the expect the expectations are sky high, and that's how the team put them. The team did. The team said they wanted to win a Super Bowl. Emmanuel Sanders got on the mic and said, yeah, I'm here because I want to win a Super Bowl. So what now? We got to just put it behind us. You know, games like that happen, man. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders said, yeah, we won won eight games straight and then, you know, back in 15. And then, uh, you know, we end up laying an egg. You got to put it behind you. Okay, I really do hope so, Emmanuel. I really do hope so. I really do hope for the next six weeks. You see, this is the issue, is that last week can literally, possibly derail the entire season now. I, I just, you know, <laughs> I'm going I'm to get in the Jets in a minute, but you know, just hear me out. 12 penalties for 118. Bill's got three turnovers. (laughs) This is a fun stat. Guess how many third downs out of 13 Jacksonville, yes, Jacksonville got to win the game. Guess how many third down conversions they got? Two out of 13. I mean, you get three points in the first quarter, three points in the second quarter, and you score absolutely zilch in the third and fourth quarter. Now, I'd understand if this game was one of those, the Bills scored 20 and then Jaguars scored 23, because maybe it looks like they're trying to figure it out. The Jaguars don't even got, they have, they have absolutely nothing figured out right now. Let's just be real. They have nothing figured out. I mean... <laughs> Stephon Diggs, 6 for 85. Cole Beasley, 8 for 33 yards. I, I, I don't really know what could have gone right for the Bills for them to win that game. And, 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 and I don't really know where to begin on where it went wrong. All I know is that the entire game felt like I got bamboozled. Felt like Bills fans all over Twitter when I was reading, just felt bamboozled, confused, had to go to work and had to deal with everyone in their stupid ass comments on how the bills are a joke again. You're playing at, you're playing, you're playing at New York, New Jersey, whatever, right? Then you got the Colts. Then you got the Saints. Then you got New England. You got Tampa. And now you got Cam Newton. After Tampa. Yes, Cam Newton's back. Then you got New England again. And maybe, just maybe, the Bills get a break in week 17 against the Falcons. But guess what? Actually, they don't. Because the Falcons are at 500 at 4-4 four and four right now. So they're catching steam and the Bills are losing it. I don't know. I, I don't know where the Bills stand in this entire league now because of that game. I don't know how to read them. It's like having 
a bipolar friend or significant other. Like, they're hot and they're cold. You don't know what they're going to end up like. But you know their potential. You know what, you know what they could do. You know, great um, in life, whatever, right? But that's how I feel about the Bills team. It's like they're just, they're bipolar. They're on when they're on and they're off when they're off. And then they have excuses ready in their back pocket. You know, now, now we have to give attention to this kid because, you know, White at quarterback in New York is looking like he has more upside than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> like, this is crazy. We're, we're, in, we're, we're in the end game right now. That's what it feels like. I mean, it's cool to see the team seems united and 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 together. And maybe it was a fluke. I don't know. Maybe they got they got drunk off their ass and then they just decided to play the game the next day. I don't know. Maybe they just decided that this game wasn't important for important enough for them to care. That that was not the Buffalo Bills. Is all I'm gonna say after that entire rant. I can't stop. I can't stop. It's been 20 minutes. I can't stop. Someone stop me. No, no one's gonna stop me because no one else is on the air here. It's just me. What am I going to tell Carlos Williams next week? If I don't even know how I'm going to have him on the air next week. A former Buffalo Bills running back. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know where I'm going to begin with Carlos Williams. <laughs> I mean, next week if the Jets win. I, I'm, probably, I'm probably just going to say five words, and I'm going to say, Carlos, take the floor. The pot is, your pot is yours today. If you want to talk for two minutes, talk for two minutes. You want to talk for 30 minutes to an hour, talk for 30 minutes to an hour, and then I'll close it out. Because if the Buffalo Bills lose to the New York Jets, ah! The over-under last week was 14.5 points, two touchdowns, and some change for the Bills to beat the Jags. Right now, the over-under looks that uh, the Bills are looking to be right above 13 points on the spread here. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I, don't, I don't even know, I don't know who comes up with this because, you know, you're just betting that the Bills are going to wake up. The Bills are slumping and something's wrong. And I think this Jets game is going to expose exactly what's wrong. We're going to find out. If it, if it truly is the running game, we're absolutely going to know this week now. Because Sean McDermott's put in an emphasis. If it's the play calling, we're absolutely going to know now. Because it's, it's the emphasis. If it's the defense not being opportunistic in close games, and maybe getting a touchdown, getting a fumble, I don't know. We're going to absolutely know. Even with an, a dominant and amazing defense. If it's Josh Allen... Regressing, we're absolutely going to know this week because these guys actually got real deal tape on him. And if you think the Jets are just going to slump over, lay over, and play dead, you got another thing coming to you because last week they did not. Even though they were getting shellacked, they still put up a big fight. They still put up numbers. They They still scored touchdowns. They have studs on their defensive line. Mosley's still, still, still in the middle linebacker position. The former build Shaq Lawson is starting to show up and show out, show desire, show passion for the football. 
Like, all it's going to take next week is for the Bills to play exactly how they played against the Jaguars to lose this game. I would like to note that just like the Jaguars had key players on injured reserve, if they would have played against the Bills, this game would have got ugly. Mekhi Becton off the offensive line is on injured reserve. Marcus May is on injured reserve. Tyler Croft. All notable names. And if you're a Jets fan, I'm sorry if I left out anybody else. Those are names that I know Bills fans are going to be very familiar with because they gave Josh Allen trouble. Um, And Mekhi Becton was the only shining piece of the Jets before he got injured (laughs) last year Um, and going into this year. So, you know, I want to sit here and believe that Josh Allen is going to go in there and light it up in the first quarter, light it up all over them. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. This, this may be one of those growing pains, right, as we're starting to come down and realize maybe this is a growing pain. I hope it is. That, that's where, that's literally the, that's the light at the end of the tunnel for me right now with this football team is that maybe last week was a growing pain rather than just a horrible regression type loss. You know, maybe it was a learning pain because obviously we're sitting on the outside. We don't know if these guys are partying like crazy because they, you know, they went to Florida. I don't know where you find in Florida, maybe if, you know, some kind of pub in Jacksonville or whatever. I've been to Jacksonville. It sucks. You go to Orlando, it's great. You go to you go to Miami, it's great. You go to Tampa, it's great. You go to Jacksonville. You go to Jacksonville for what? You go to Jacksonville for some seafood, maybe go to a pub and, uh, I don't know, watch a movie or something like that. Um, you're not going to Jacksonville to party it up. So I don't really know what the mentality was, what the game plan was. What I did know is that it was as lackluster and embarrassing as ever. That was literally on par to the 56-10 loss to the New England Patriots when New England went into Buffalo and J.P. Losman threw a freaking bomb of a touchdown. But guess what? Even J.P. Losman scored more than the Bills. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so that, that'll be, this will be a game. For last week, it'll be a game to really look at. But look, we're going to find out this week what the resolve of this team is because maybe the injuries are actually that key to this team's success. But here's the thing. Great teams in the NFL, like, they figure it out by this point in the season. I, un- I would understand if you get, you lose, if the Jaguars, if this was week one and the Bills lose six to nine against the Jaguars in week one, okay, you know what? Fluke. This is not a fluke. This is bad. You can't just, oh, it's the offensive line's fault. Who coaches the offensive line? Who coaches the coach of the offensive line? Who keeps the offensive line accountable? Who checks down with the offensive line to tell them who to block? We're all pointing out, you know, there's one play where obviously everyone, everyone's raving about about three offensive linemen blocking one guy. 
Oh, man. The Benny Hill song is just, you know, bursting out. But um, you got to give the Jets credit. You know, it looks like they're definitely trying to write the ship. And, you know, if the Jets weren't in our division, I'd wish them the best. Kind of like how I always feel about the New York Giants. From afar, you know, especially because of Eli Manning back in the day taking down Belichick, I've always been kind of a fan of them. And, you know, Rex Ryan being able to take down Bill Belichick a couple of times and then never again. You know, you kind of root for them underneath your breath, <laughs> right? But they're in our division and they're in the way. And, and, and it's one of those things, yeah, it sucks. But you can't make this up right here. Thursday night football, the Jets go up against the Indianapolis Colts. They lose by 15. They put up points. Josh Johnson threw for 317 yards and three touchdowns. Mike White, you know, obviously got injured in that game, threw a touchdown, was on track to, I mean, if you were to triple all that, he'd be probably sitting close to over, close to 400 yards in that game if he didn't get injured. Now he's going to play this game because he was on track seven for 11 for 95 yards and a touchdown. You got, Jack, you got, you know, you got Johnson, uh, you know, sitting at 41 attempts for 317 yards, three touchdowns and interception. So, in that game, you, it just looked like they were trying to push the envelope. So, I don't, I don't see them holding back at all in this game. Quinlan Williams, C.J. Mosley, Shaq Lawson. They, they, got, they got guys. They they have people that can that, that can definitely give give the Bills trouble. It's gonna be again. This is the formula. I'm gonna give you my formula, and you know what? You can believe me. You don't have to believe me. I really don't give a damn because guess what? I was right from last year. Establish the line of scrimmage. You don't have to run it half of the game, but what you do have to tell is the you have to tell the other defense that we're gonna win this game. We're gonna be the aggressors. We're not gonna let you just. Punch in however you want and then expect Josh Allen to roll out and make a play. That's not establishing the line of scrimmage. Establishing the line of scrimmage is keeping your quarterback clean as a whistle early on in the game. Yeah, he's going to get hit later in the game. They're going to try to throw some shots. But at least just until you can get some points on the board and keep it moving. Because if you let Quinnen Williams and a C.J. Mosley led defense get any sort of confidence especially up the middle we're going to lose that game you know and um you know i i look at Cole Beasley and how we're utilizing him it was very interesting to me that they last week were throwing a lot of screen throws at him to kind of just you know catch the defense off guard, I guess. He's not fast enough to throw screens. Stop doing it. Get Isaiah McKenzie involved. And if you're in the red zone, throw the freaking ball. Can we throw a fade? Can we throw one fade? One stinking fade. Can we throw one back shoulder touchdown? One fade touchdown. Why does it always have to be between the zone or someone has to win man-to-man and curl up the middle? Give me a break. 
Broken Big Ben is throwing better footballs in the red zone than Josh Allen. It's a joke. They don't trust him. Brian Dable doesn't trust him. Brian Dable is telling Josh Allen to run, to do everything. And what's going to happen if Josh Allen, God forbid, knock on freaking wood, this guy breaks his leg off of a power run because we can't run the football? It's a joke. Make better formations, Dable. Get in formations like the Ravens are doing. Do something different to figure out how this run game can be better. Put three guys in the back, four guys in the back, and let the defense know, hey, we're coming at you. We don't give a damn who you have up front. We're going to try to get five to six yards on this game. And if that works, we're even more dynamic than the Ravens because Josh Allen can throw the football better than Lamar. Am I saying start coaching the game like Greg Roman? No. I'm saying get creative. Do something to impose your will. Because nothing's working. I mean, you kind of look at, look at the Jets in this last game too, right? <laughs> they, they outscored Indianapolis in the second half. Indianapolis literally wins that game because of the second quarter. They score 28. The Jets score 10 points in the first half. And then afterwards, they make adjustments. If the Buffalo Bills don't play consistent, good offensive football, we're going to lose this game. And we're going to lose it bad. Because the Jets have something juiced up. They have something figured out. And they can damn well score more than nine points. And I want to go back to, uh, obviously, last year when we're facing Robert Sala and, and the 49ers. And, you know, obviously, Josh Allen ends up, you know, blowing him out. But early on in that game, without Bosa, without a lot of starters on that defense, right, they were giving the Buffalo Bills offense trouble. Goal line stop. They ju- they just kept figuring out ways how to get you know get the offense flustered. But Josh Allen was just in, in in matrix mode last year to where they just couldn't stop him. This year we have a situation where there's a lot more tape on Allen. Everyone's basically saying to the Buffalo Bills, if we can stop Josh Allen, we can stop the entire offense of the Buffalo Bills. There's no one in the running back position, and it seems that they're not give the Bills aren't giving enough opportunities one on one to these to these wide receivers to make a play. So you know, there you go. I am perfectly comfortable with the Bills losing if we're throwing the football 50-50 up one on one to Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis. I'm cool with that because at least I know they're willing to chuck it, not thrown into harm's way, but giving your, your players a chance to make a play. Not always begging Josh Allen to dig you out, right? He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers, and maybe at least not yet. We want him to be. We want him to get to that point, but the reality of the situation is that this is a, this is a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a head coach who is respected around the league right? I know if the Bills didn't have Sean McDermott, let's say we were, we were shopping for a coach this year for whatever reason, 
and the Bills were to sign Robert Sala, I think many Bills fans would be very excited. He's a good coach. He's a great leader. And he has a strong reputation around the league. If you think he's going to sit back, relax, and not go crazy looking over the tape to say that he also got a win against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills this year, you're crazy. You're crazy. They're better than the, they're better than the Dolphins. So, you know, a lot of respect has to be given to this team. They're showing resolve. They're showing like they want to be in a football game. They don't just want to roll over and play dead and think there's no way to win a game. They're believing in each other, and they're believing that they have something to prove this year. And let me tell you, the way the AFC is shaking up right now, two and six teams, you know, you know, excuse me, one and six teams are beating teams that have five wins and all this bull going on. That is literally giving these guys that, that are at the bottom of the barrel a lot of hope to still creep up in the, in the playoffs later in this year. So every game, last week was important. This week is important. This isn't just, oh, we're, you know, we're just going to steamroll him and then just keep going and we're going to go to Thanksgiving and woo! It's like, no, dude. Every game is just as important. I still got a bone to pick that when Dawson Knox got injured, the Bills didn't make a move at the trade deadline. I thought it was honorable. Like, yeah, cool. So this means, do you believe in Dawson Knox? But that was also with the belief that you believe that this offense was good enough to win without him. Clearly not. So now the Bills are screwed. Trade deadline's over. Odell Beckham, for crying out loud, is in LA now. There's no other way to upgrade this offense. This is it. This is what you got, and we got to pray these guys get healthy now. And we got to pray that the offense starts to bounce back. We got to pray that Devin Singletary, I don't know, eventually becomes a star running back. I don't know. Do we give him more? Do we feed him more? Do we, do we, like, what do you do? He's pretty much hit his ceiling. Zach Moss continues to get injured. Hell, I want to believe in that kid, but he can't, he, can't, he can't stay on the field to be a running back. Funny thing is the one running back that is healthy, we're not feeding him the football enough. So now we're looking at Matt Breida. What about Matt Breida? He's speedy. Maybe he's the answer. I don't know. Like, literally, you can have all the talent, all the speed in the world, but literally, this is going to come down to Brian Dayball figuring out a way to get these guys the football, get them in open space, be creative with it. Stop being so vanilla and thinking being vanilla is a way to just get them going. Your offensive line sucks. Play to the strengths of it. Darrell Williams and Deion Dawkins. Pull that crap out to the left as fast as you can and pull that guard as fast as you can. Don't just run it up the gut. Toss plays. Like, whatever you can do, if, that, if you're going to bring Matt Breida in, that's what you have to do. Toss that sucker to the outside and bet that he can get out there quicker than the other guy can. And you know what? You get, you get six yards. That's fine. Four yards. That's fine. You don't need the home run ball in the run game. You don't need the home run ball in a screen game. You just need something to make 
the the other the, the opposing defense under make them understand that if they blitz, if they think they can get here with their front four, that they're going to have to always watch out for that. At least that'll open that'll open up some of the playbook and Josh Allen will have more maybe more than 3 to 4 seconds, excuse me, maybe more than <laughs> maybe more than 2 seconds uh, to get rid of the football and find one two boom, one two boom. Feel if he can only go through two reads, like Brian Dable needs to know that. Josh Allen needs to communicate that. But this hero ball, this stuff, this stuff has to stop. The hero ball has to stop. I would prefer the Bills lose with Josh Allen not playing hero ball. Because it's making him look bad. We all know Josh Allen's great. Josh Allen is literally an anomaly. And you know what? I do not, I personally do not define him off of last week. I absolutely do not. So don't take me the wrong way in this podcast. What I am saying is that overall, when this season's over, that's a big fat blemish on his season. You can throw MVP odds out of the window now, unless everyone else just absolutely takes a big fat dump, drops a yam. Like Aaron Rodgers just drops a yam. Tom Brady drops a yam. Kyler Murray drops a yam and stops caring. He gets injured. I don't know because he's running around too much. Then you have a shot. I should have named this podcast. Don't drop a yam, Buffalo. Thanksgiving's coming around. I'm talking about yams. Man, just like Thanksgiving, I think we're just hungry for the Bills to just, like we're hungry for Thanksgiving. We're, we're hungry for just, just you know, it's just a platter of food that we can enjoy and uh, the good times with each other. That's what we're waiting for. And, you know, I, I, guys, I just, I don't believe it comes this week. The game, personally, I think is going to be against the Colts. It's going to be a defining game. Tail of the tape here right now. Look at this. <laughs> it's almost identical to last week. And it's 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 literally giving it's chilling my spine, fellas. And and ladies, excuse me. The Jets rank in offense at 27th. <laughs> Their defense is last in the league. Guys, I swear to God, if the Bills don't win this game, with that, what else do I need to say? What other stats do you want? You want more stats? Here's a stat. Here's a stat. Here you go. The Jets have beaten the the, the two wins the Jets have (laughs) are against the Titans and the Bengals. Two teams that are above 500. So, you know, you don't need to know anything else. They are capable of winning against any team now. Because the top team, and this was this was Tennessee with Derrick Henry, the top team in the entire NFL right now. I'm going to say, well, it, it's Tennessee, okay, and the Jets beat them, and then against a red hot Bengals team, they beat the Bengals. And everyone wants to say, oh well, you know, there just wasn't enough. There wasn't enough tape. Obviously, there was zero tape on this kid, uh, you know, at the helm at quarterback in, in New York. I get it, but. 
you beat them. You beat the Bengals. Okay, the kid, the kid goes in the his his jersey is in the Hall of Fame for the record that he set in that game. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up. Like, you got you got to give respect where it's due. And if I'm going into this matchup thinking, oh, this is a perfect game, like, no, you know what? This this is a this is a this is the worst narrative to ever put over this game. You guys want to jinx it every single freaking week? Just shut up! Shut up! Stop saying this! Stop saying this! This is a perfect week for the Bills to get back on track. No, it's not. You know what a perfect game is for the Bills to get back on track? It's against the Colts. It's on Thanksgiving. That's the game where they get respect. Not during the game where everyone, they're just expecting them to win. No. Show me what you got when it matters against people that you guaranteed know they're going to be in the playoffs. Here we go. This is another week. This was a spicy week on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. It's meant to make whoever's listening feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry, especially Bills fans. If you don't like me now, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm going to tell it like it is this week. But I'll be here next week and the week after that and the week after that. And, and the next day, and the next day. Like, I'm going to be here, and I'm excited for this season still. I'm excited to see what's going to emerge. But, man, let's go Buffalo and get this dub. Vega out. <laughs>